Welcome to Conversations with the Authors. Welcome back to Conversations with the Authors. I'm your host, Daniel Troop. I'm Daryl Troop. I'm Sandra Troop. Thank you, dear listeners and readers, for tuning in. And thank you, Alexander Nagarada, for the intro. This is Season 2, Episode 2. And today we're going to voice our opinion on uh, finding your voice. Dad, this was uh, the topic was sort of your idea. Uh, Dad, Sandra, Daryl, you wrote the uh, Eric Hoffer-nominated, highly rated sci-fi fantasy novel, uh, How Nicholas Became Santa Claus. So certainly your voice uh, came into play uh, when writing this story. So what, in your opinion, is uh, your voice? What is finding your voice? I'm a little hoarse. I think I lost my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here it is. Okay. I'm back. (laughs) Well, you know, finding... One has to find one's voice. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's... Uh, something that you've heard before, but it's it's truly very important because finding your voice uh, means you found a way to share your ideas, your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences in a way that's true to yourself. Mm-hmm. It also means being able to listen to others and respect their opinions, even if they differ from yours. Ma, what is your opinion on what finding your voice is? There are all kinds of voices. Mr. Nakarada uses music. Mm -hmm. And with that music, we see all kinds of pictures. Mm -hmm. Your brother, Barry, uses digital art. And with that, he gives an impressionistic version of the entire world. Mm -hmm. Authors use words. Um, I personally like to use uh, words and pictures and mm-hmm. photographs. Mm-hmm. So I'll take a photograph, I'll look at it, and all of a sudden a story comes to me about that picture. I'll write it down or I'll draw it out. So you could kind That's of say voice. Yeah, you could ta- you could kind of say that finding your voice is sort of that which makes you unique. Um, as an author, uh, refers to discovering and developing a distinctive and authentic style. So personality, creativity, um, and there are a lot of notable authors uh, out there in, in, in writing movies and comic books that I'm sure we'll talk about during the you know, I, this I, thing. I, it, it's, it's, voice is so important. It's, it's the way of telling style because mm-hmm. if you're an avid reader, you might be able to tell the difference between Wes Craven Right and Stephen King. Right, right. Okay, it, it, because they have their own voices, the way they express themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you are uh, like a lot of college students now, you're 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 starting school, or maybe you're you're beginning a new semester, or if you're not in college, you're in a, another form of education, uh, and you're going to be doing a lot of papers, and that has to do with sort of finding your voice that way. And and that's in terms of trying to figure out, well, what kind of paper am I supposed to be writing today? Am I writing a narrative? Am I writing an informative paper? Am I writing... So what am I asking of the audience? Am I, you know, trying to get them to think about things? Am I trying to tell them about something? Am I trying to, you know, inform them? Or am I just trying to entertain them? And then the question becomes, well, how what kind of entertainer are you? So when you started writing How Nicholas Became Santa Claus, mm-hmm. you know, you have these distinct 
styles, both of you. You, Mom, Sandra, are very big on, you know, magic and, you know, <laughs> colors and lights and, and, and sensory. The senses. Yes. Very, and, I'm very sensory. Yes, you're very sensory. And, and Daryl, Dad, you're very, very descriptive. Well, yeah, it's. I think the the voice that I've developed, uh, in that sense, is something that has come to me a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, I always, I remember when I was a, a kid, mm -hmm. uh, watching my my father watch baseball games. Mm -hmm. You know what? When you think about it, he wasn't really watching them mm -hmm. because they were on the radio. Right, right. And uh, they had people on the radio called uh, color commentators. Yes. And they still exist today. Mm -hmm. And there, there are some mm -hmm. fine people that do that. But they describe the game in such a way that you think you were there. Right. You know, and the same way with, I remember, uh, boxing matches mm -hmm. uh, uh, back in the early 60s. Uh, particularly when Muhammad Ali was fighting, I remember the color commentators uh, describing the fight in such a way that you thought you were there. You could yes. see it in your mind. Yes. And so that always impressed me. And the mysteries on the radio. Yeah, sure. I listen to the mysteries on the radio at nighttime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> so that really sort of inspired your descriptive... Uh, style yeah. you know, descriptive voice and it, it it's like watching a movie and and when i think about some of the other stories that you've uh you know drawn up and you know prepared i remember those ideas like scenes in a movie mm -hmm. and so ma how did you i mean where did your voice come from where did this idea of you know um this uh, fascination with uh, lights and sound and I, taste and, i i'm gonna i'm gonna say something before she she's being herself yes and that's i think that's one thing that's important about being yourself you know in not not trying to be right. someone you're not and and so i think that's what she did you're you're every every author's voice mm -hmm. is like a a mandalorian sword being tempered by the fire and the hammer Right, uh-huh, uh -huh. Your tempering this is the way. comes <laughs> from <laughs> your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. da uh, Daddy's a physician. Mm -hmm. I'm a nurse. Daddy's training right. for his occupation is to be very detailed in presentation because he has two minutes to present the entire problem of the patient and then he has to fix it. I, as the nurse, have to explain to the patient mm -hmm. what the doctor meant mm -hmm. in the terms mm -hmm. that patients can understand. Mm -hmm. So my language is, my voice is more relaxed. Well, you know, but, but, but in nursing, when the, when the nurses uh, come on duty mm -hmm. in the morning, they have to give report. They have to present. Right. Yeah, they have to present. Uh, but when and we present. And medical students have to do the same thing. When we present, mm -hmm. We have to do it in the same detail mm -hmm. that your father has when he writes. Well, how? Do, but how does? How did your medical voice translate to your, your fanciful voice that you use in Nicholas? You have great, you know, colors and creatures and. Well, um, well you know, my, my fanciful voice just came from being a child and mm -hmm. letting my imagination run. 
and doing arts and crafts with my mother and mm-hmm. having all these different villages. And that's really... And stories for every village. And that's really the idea uh-huh. is that yeah. your voice should come from your experiences. Well, you, you know, it's right. her authentic voice, mm-hmm. It'd be, you know, from from training and practice and mm-hmm. and choosing the ways uh, to uh, relate and express herself. And same with me. And so we're just being ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I always say to people, don't be someone you're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you, unless you are Shakespeare, don't try to be Shakespeare. Right. There's right. only one of right. those. And that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Sort mm-hmm. of being influenced by authors and, uh, you know, what would we say, Rod, 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 Rod Serling, yes. And, mm-hmm. But while still keeping your sort of original voice, you know, right. uh, don't karaoke your writing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you hide yourself, mm-hmm. you, if you hide your true self, it'll just be harder to find uh, your voice. Right. And it'll take you longer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And peop- that's the authenticity. that you, Your right. voice is your authenticity. Right. And that's what people want to hear. They want to hear you. Okay? Not, they don't want to hear if somebody are, else. If you let your authentic voice fly... Just like an impressionist mm-hmm. lets theirs fly, mm-hmm. you still know it's that particular person doing the impression that allows the voice to fly. I, I remember hearing uh, autobiographies, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, "Wow, you know, they are be- being really frank, and uh, they're being uninhibited." Uh, and they're telling the truth as they see it. Uh, and when I thought about it, you've got to be really brave. You've mm-hmm. got to be brave. It takes courage to share your thoughts and feelings with others. And you can't be afraid to be vulnerable. Right, right. Okay. You know, and and uh, and that's you know part of the challenge of you finding your own voice. And then that is also trying to you know overcome you know self doubt and. Uh, like I said, karaoke, you know, imitating other authors, mm-hmm. you know. If you're going to sing the song, sing it like you would sing it. Don't sing it like them. If I wanted to hear them, I'd just go listen to their music. You know, and, you know, and also staying true to your unique experiences. Right. So, uh, you know, for me, for instance, when we started this podcast, the first thing I had to figure out is, you know, how are we going to present ourselves? What is our voice going to be? Mm-hmm. And... I had to go with whatever the was most mm-hmm. natural thing was because I don't want to come off as an imitation. So my idea was, generally, when I talk to people, I like to be friendly. I like to engage them. I want them to be part of the conversation. So mm-hmm. I decided, for me, that was the voice I wanted to carry through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, uh, I've, I've, there's an old saying that says uh, that, that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Mm-hmm. But if... You go on stage and you you sing like Dean Martin on a on on a talent show. Somebody's going to say, "Well, he sounds like he's imitating," you know. Uh, you so know. you use a lot of if you use a lot of different styles and mix them, it's like mixing colors on a palette, and you find yourself rather than trying to go down one lane and sound like somebody else. Who is That's literally um, finding your voice. Uh, because his, his name escapes him. He's saying he's saying San Francisco. He just passed recently. Oh yes, yeah, Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, um, Michael Bublé 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a popular singer. Uh, and we love you, Michael. In the veins of he's in the vein of Frank Sinatra, you know, and uh, you know, uh, uh, he was telling a story about finding his voice as a singer, and he was saying that uh, you know he was being told that you know uh, by Tony Bennett that is a you know if you were uh, if you you know there's borrowing from other singers to figure out your voice, but if you sing like them, it's just it's just Stealing. It's an impression, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think so. That's the point. It's okay to to find your favorite authors and uh, you know find your favorite storytellers and, and you know movie makers or what have you and, and borrow sort of their way of doing things. But to just outright copy them, that's just that's you know, downright. You know, wrong. right, right. You know, you know, no one wants to plagiarize. What you want to do is. Is take a mixture. It's like a soup, and it's your particular soup. Mm-hmm. A little bit of this and a little bit of that seasoning, a little bit of this, and you mix that together, and you find yourself. Right. And so, dear listeners, readers, um, and he knows he's a chef. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're listening, uh, you can go to you know troopbooks.com, uh, info at troopbooks, and you can post a comment or send an email. Uh, I want to know whether you're on our social media or, won't, or not. Uh, how do you find your voice when it comes to writing? Or what kind of voice um, interests you uh, when you're reading um, or watching movies or singing? What is it that resonates with you? And we talk about resonating a lot on this show because that's how you reach your audience. That's how you engage your readers. Uh, and that's what I hope this podcast does is it resonates with you. Can, can, can I say something? Of course. What I, what I like to say is that when you're writing, be open to feedback. Absolutely. Listen to what others have to say about your work. But don't let opinions define you. But don't be so sensitive that you can't accept someone else's uh, consultation. Um, surely there's a, a direction that you want to go with your story. I understand. And somebody may have another suggestion. That doesn't mean you need to take it, but consider it. And uh, at some point or another, you may want to uh, employ someone's suggestion or you may want to refute someone's suggestion. Right. But don't get sensitive and cry. Right. You know, there, there, there's no tears in writing. Right. But, you know, and, and that's not to say that it's not OK to, you know, feel bad or feel hurt when uh, you receive criticism because you're working on something. Take whether, it constructively. You know, right. And you know you, you put some, yourself into it, and yeah, it's gonna it's gonna suck to hear that. Oh, maybe this doesn't work as great as you wanted to. Maybe you should try this or that. Um, but again, uh, like that's right. Like, it's, like, it's it's a learning right. process. Be receptive. It's you know? a, it's finding your voice is a journey, mm-hmm. not a destination. So it's something that evolves. Right. You know, and there are a lot of distinct writers out there, and. In, in, in Hollywood and television and, and, and for instance uh, Dad mentioned uh, Stephen King we often recognize him for his, his horror and his suspense and his detailed characters uh, of course you know Mom would probably relate to J.K. Rowling because she's she combines whimsical uh, you know uh, magic and relatable characters, which is you know Mom's thing. I think she and J.K. should be besties. If you're listening, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, you know, we see, uh, for instance, uh, I think his name is Charlie Kaufman. Uh, he did Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. There's a lot of surrealism and introspective 
But then, you know, you also have unique voices in things like manga and anime with, like, uh, Osuma Tetsuka, who did, uh, you know, God of Manga. He's, he's sort of the god of manga, right? So he created stories like, um, you know, Astro Boy and uh, uh, Blackjack. These are these iconic, you know, anime that sort of, and manga that sort of sprung out and influenced everything else. Uh, but that is not to say that there are others who have that similar style. And uh, again, you know, it's okay to play with these things and figure out, you know, uh, what you want to do, and how you want to say things, and who you want to be. I mean, it's it's your world, Squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And, and just practice. Practice. Yeah. Uh, the more you express yourself, the easier it will become. So just get out there and talk, write, create, listen. Absolutely. And, and listen to, uh, Mom, I'm sure you agree, listen to the conversations that you have on the street. Listen to the conversations that uh, people are, uh, you know, having around you. Yeah. May I? Yeah, of course. My mom and dad were collectors of words and phrases. Mm -hmm. When we'd go out somewhere, they would be listening to our conversations that we were having, and they would be listening to the conversations of people sitting around us. And if they heard something they liked, my mom would pull out this notebook from her pocket mm -hmm. and she'd write it down. And then my dad would hear a word and or a phrase and he'd pull out his little pocket book and he'd write it down. Then we'd go home and we'd pull out all the dictionaries we had at home and all the encyclopedias mm -hmm. and we'd look up all the words and say, oh, this can mean a whole lot of different things. Right. Let's make it mean something to us. Right. And we write a story with those words. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's interesting to say that because, Dad, you talk about your personal dictionary. These are words that you collect in your writing, oh, yeah, that yeah. you use in your books and mm -hmm. uh, your your, your yeah. phrases. Uh, mm -hmm. And these are words that you just like, oh, that's a good word. Uh, <laughs> I like words, man. You know, when, and you find them. And they're like little nuggets. Yes. So yes. look at this. You want to? I, I look for nouns mm -hmm. and I, I look for verbs. Mm -hmm. You know. So because these are things that I utilize in the writing. Right. Right. And uh, I think I've collected maybe uh, almost a hundred pages of, of various right. words that I I love to uh, to read. And you know what? And it's inspiring sometimes oh, yeah. when when I want to write something. I might spend a half an hour or 40 minutes going over the dictionary that I created with my you know, words in it. It's interesting you say, you know, that you have this dictionary you created because I, I do something similar. And it's not necessarily words that I've heard that I think are neat that I should use, but they're words that I often misspell. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll make a list of words that I often mis misspell and I can go back and look at them and sort of mm -hmm. learn them that way. So uh, anything that really helps you to... You know, move forward and and you know, defining your writing. And if you want to find really interesting mm -hmm. words, listen to the children and the teenagers around you, mm -hmm. because if you're older than twenty years old, you're gonna look around and listen to what they say and say, "What the heck are they talking about? I don't understand a the thing they're saying." And then I found out from you personally. Mm -hmm. There's something called the Urban Dictionary, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where I could go and look it up and yeah. find out what you guys are talking about. Edward Trujillo, folks. Uh, no cap. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
you know, uh, so the idea is that, you know, you have a voice. Mm-hmm. Use it, it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and practice it, and that's how we get better. You know? Yeah, I've, I've got a few quotes I, 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 from people that, that have written, the only way to find your voice is to use it. That was Margaret Mead. The voice we hear within is the voice of our soul. That was Joseph Campbell. The most important voice is the one that speaks from the heart. And that was Oprah Winfrey. Find your voice and speak it. Find your courage and use it. Brene Brown. And the last, not least, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Mahatma Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's an anonymous quote that I, I've never known who, mm-hmm. who said it, but I think it applies here and it's beautiful. It says, your voice, com- your voice comes from within yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be important unless you let it sing. So be the songbird and let the song fly. Yeah, yeah, I, that's very interesting. Uh, a quote, I like that. I wish I knew who said that. Um, you wish you uh, said it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, I wish I said it too, but I didn't. But if you if you want to really experience in these these. Uh, Voices. I'm talking about the the, ext- the uh, wonderful detail and the magic and sound and sensory of the kingdom of Illuminae and how Nicholas became Santa. Claus. Are your voices? <laughs> uh, only in my head. It's when they talk back. That's the. <laughs> All right. So uh, feel free to uh, visit our website at TrueBooks.com. Uh, you can visit our social media, our Instagram, our TikTok, our X. And uh, at truebooks.com. And uh, we will talk to you next time on Conversations with the Authors. Mm-hmm.